When we last spoke to Keiko Matsui in March of 2011, she had just released The Road, which featured an incredible lineup of musicians such as Vinnie Caliuta, Richard Bona, James Hera, and Kirk Whalem. Since then, Keiko has released another solo project titled Soul Quest, as well as teaming up with the legendary Bob James for their album Altair and Vega. Outside of the studio, Keiko is a passionate and relentless world traveler, bringing her music to her fans all over the world. In doing so, she captured an incredible performance in her native country of Japan that has recently been released as a CD-DVD combo titled Keiko Live in Tokyo. It's her first live release in many years, and it features past Inside Music Cast guest Kirk Whalem and guitarist Chuck Loeb. Here to talk to us more about this project is Keiko Matsui. Oh, thank you for having me. Long time no see. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Exactly. Thank welcome. You. Yeah, it's Keiko. It's it's great to have you back. It's it's been uh, it's been since last. My goodness, in 2011, since you were last on our on Inside Music Cast, and uh, so we're glad yeah. to have. Yeah, we're glad to have you. In fact, last time we spoke with you, you had just uh, we were talking about your new project back then that was called The Road. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, how time flies! Since then, you've released even Soul Quest in two thousand yes. in two thousand thirteen, which was a great project, huh? Mm, thank you. It was another. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's very popular and a wonderful project. Today, we want to congratulate you because you've just released basically your live in Tokyo DVD CD project. That is just it's beautiful. It's it's great, uh, and it's doing also great. Um, it's it's doing a great job on the on the smooth jazz scene. So, congratulations on this project. Thank you so much. Yeah. It is like, um, um, yeah, uh, end of the Soul Quest World Tour, mm-hmm. and we have toured many different places. And uh, since we released uh, the album uh, Studio Version Soul Quest, and uh, every show, every time the songs grow, and we made a uh, um, innovation, <laughs> and uh, it was so much experience and emotions I carried, and everything was. Uh, appear in this uh, live album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, so Keiko, you know, we know that you have been living in LA for some time, but tell us how you feel when you're able to uh, go back to Japan and, and play your music to your home crowd. Oh, that mm, that's very special. I mean, uh, really, I feel like, oh, I came back and I'm glad to perform there. But lately, I have been repeating going back to uh, Eastern Europe too, and of course U.S. So, sure. Uh, so those places uh, also, I feel I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, maybe I'm I'm like a gypsy. I I don't really uh, belong to any place anymore. <laughs> I think. <laughs> well, you know, I was I was in San Diego this past February uh, on it was on Valentine's Day actually, and you you were performing a show in San Diego on Valentine's Day. And, uh, yes, Humphreys. Yeah, at Humphreys, and and I and I didn't know that I was just in town for a few days, and when I saw you were there, I tried to get tickets, and it was completely sold out. <laughs> so I didn't get oh, to, I didn't get to hear yes, you. Please, please come another Valentine concert I do next year, and with this new project. Very cool. Well, yeah. I was I was hoping to hear you play live, but I didn't get to this time. So sometime I'm going to catch you performing live somewhere. Ah, uh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Keiko, as we all know, you know, you know, your home audience, and let's just say in Japan, it's uh, mm-hmm. they have a huge, a very special appetite for jazz, smooth jazz, 
and even West Coast music. Can you tell us, take a little bit of time and tell us, uh, in your opinion, you know, what are the biggest differences between the Japanese audience and when it comes down to jazz and your type of music in the West Coast as to other markets like the United States and Europe? What do you, in your travels, what do you see? Well, uh, I think, uh, um, first of all, uh, Japanese music fans, especially jazz fans, mm-hmm. music jazz fans, they are really eager to hear uh, foreign artists, and also they they have so they show so much respect towards the artists. Yeah. So, um, of course, uh, lately. Um, kind of music industry has been changing, yeah. but still, live show is very special, and there are core fans. So, that's why um, my friend artists from U.S. or South Africa, they love to perform in Japan because uh, they say the Japanese audience is different. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And of course, I, I feel so too, very sincere and a different way they... Sometimes they are very shy, you know. Yes. But yeah. <laughs> deeply they appreciate and they love music. So uh, we are waiting for the artists to come. And uh, But at the same time, I feel um, great in the U.S. I mean, I have been performing over 27 years. Yes. And uh, I really appreciate that from the longest, span, uh, you know, for a long time, over 20 years, they are listening to my music or are coming to my show. So, so anyway, just a uh, musician is supported by music fans. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's interesting. Uh, you know, you, you deserve um, a packed house. Whenever you play, I think, you know, Rick, referring to what you just said about San Diego, Keiko's, mm-hmm. uh, Keiko's done so well that she's packing the house everywhere she yeah. goes, you yeah. know. And, <laughs> yeah. But yeah we- it, it's great. And especially, like, I think more and more I'm gaining uh, audience and also new, younger generation fan too. So... Like we love to hear Soul Dark. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let's talk. So let's talk about this this project and uh, the DVD mm-hmm. CD project. Of course, is called okay. Keiko Live in Tokyo. Um, can uh-huh. you tell us which which is the venue in which this was recorded? Where did you play at? Where did you perform? Mm-hmm. This was shot at the uh, EX Theater Roppongi, which is in Tokyo and a kind of modern new theater. I see. And it was shot in uh, May last year, and uh, that was the end of the Japan tour and a Soul Quest World tour. So, uh, and originally, we were not thinking really making a live album, but when we performed in the theater the before Tokyo show in Osaka, and it was so, so great. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, I said, wow, we don't record this, we don't shoot this. And then I thought, I want to have as a memory. And then I asked the cock and check, sorry, I changed my mind, and can I shoot this? And blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And I said, yeah, of course, that's great. And as long as you gave us the material, of course, let's do it. So they were so generously... Uh, said okay, so we made it. 
Very that, nice. That's wonderful. Well, me and Rick, we've, we've taken a look at the DVD, and it's it's very well recorded, produced, and uh, and nicely packaged, and, and the sound quality is is very, very nice. So congratulations on the project. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, uh, you know, um, maybe about the 13 years, I didn't have any live uh, album, so I'm very happy. Hey, you know, uh, many of the tracks on the DVD and CD are from your Soul Quest album. And in fact, uh, you mm-hmm. mentioned in the first pages of the uh, the booklet inside the DVD that, and I'm quoting here, it says, since the birth of the album, Soul Quest, each song grew with every performance on the road. And I'm just curious, uh, what did you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Well, um, of course, that uh, recording was great, but uh, when we started performing, and I really felt that when I play, uh, the song, I feel uh, I'm getting, I'm connected to different energy than before. Sure, okay. <laughs> and and every time, of course, between my band member and myself, uh, really growing, and I can feel the difference. And every step, every show, every tour, mm-hmm. um, it was like growing. That's why uh, it was interesting to capture the, how it became mm-hmm. after this. So the band was just getting tighter and they were connecting more as you guys were playing it each time, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, also, like, um, yeah, depth and more, more, more and more the, the emotion or something mm-hmm. uh, was uh, added. Yeah, you know, I just as a side question, when I think about that, I wondered, you know, when you are preparing for a tour, like, you know, such as mm-hmm. this one uh, or this performance in general, uh, how how long or how much effort do you put into the rehearsals? How long do you typically assemble your band and, and rehearse before you do, you go out on tour or, mm-hmm. or do a special show like this? Uh, well, actually, uh, we... We when we start the tour with a new material with a new album, yeah. we set the special rehearsal time like uh, three four days. But because of I'm traveling and I, sometimes I will be in Japan, so um, I gave all the material to my band member and they do homework. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and right before the tour, we get together and rehearse and then fly. Very good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, but uh, but uh, this time I was uh, so happy to invite uh, Kirk Wellam and uh, Chuck Love as a special guest sure. for this uh, live. It was uh, uh, great fun, and uh, uh, of course uh, Chuck produced uh, five songs uh, together uh, for Soul Quest. Yes. And uh, I know Kirk for a long time, and. Uh, Especially since I invited him to play it on my album, The Road, dot, dot, dot. Since then, uh, here and there, whenever we have a chance to perform at the same place or same festival, and he invited me to his set, and I invited him to play it on my set, so we really became good friends. So the musicians on the project are, are really excellent musicians. And, you know, you've got uh, – and I don't know if I'm going to pronounce these names correct. <laughs> I've, I've seen them play, but I don't know if I know. <laughs> right, yeah. If I, but it's Dave uh, Carosoni on drums. Uh-huh. And, and uh, Rico Bellet on bass. And, uh, right. Uh, J.P. Uh, Moreau on guitar. and well, mm-hmm. and uh, from Brazil. Mm-hmm. And then Tom Braxton on sax. And tell us about this right. core team of musicians that contributed to the project. 
Well, uh, we have been surviving and uh, dedicating music together for many, many places. Mm-hmm. So we are like really family on the road. Yeah. <laughs> I said uh, I'm spending more time than real family. So we support each other and they are really um, good heart, I mean a sweetheart. So I was so happy to invite them for this show. So. And then, you know, I'm just curious, again, as kind of a side question to that, you know, having these this core uh, group together, how, how often do you, you tour quite a bit, don't you? How many shows do you do on a yearly basis? Uh, recently, I I don't count, so I, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, but uh, I, I know that I don't stay my place in Southern California more than... Two weeks consecutively. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so you're gone That's a lot. That's my time traveling. <laughs> so yeah. you're go- you're gone forty to fifty weeks out of the out of the year. Oh, maybe so. And uh, wow. and you know when we go to like this year too, we mm-hmm. did a uh, Eastern European tour yeah. and performed in uh, Ukraine, Russia, Moldova, wow. and uh, also uh, adding to that, in Russia they asked me to do piano solo tour. So lately, I'm becoming more busier adding a solo tour over there. That's wonderful. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, you you mentioned uh, two great musicians that you invited to play with you on this project, and of course, that's mm-hmm. you know the infamous uh, and excellent guitarist Chuck Loeb and uh, and our past Inside Music Cast guest uh, Kirk Whalem. And uh, there's mm-hmm. two there's two tracks. Uh, uh, there's one track that it's called uh, well actually two Caracas and Proof that feature Chuck on guitar, and uh, his solo is pretty phenomenal. You know we love mm-hmm. how you created. I really appreciate how you created some space. You know for mm-hmm. your piano and also the guitar solos um, mm-hmm. because his feel. You know his feel is is impeccable, and yes. uh, and your playing proves that. In, mm-hmm. on those tracks that you're really a jazzer at heart. I mean, yes, some people say smooth <laughs> jazz, but you really show on these tracks that you're a jazzer and you're very technical. Uh, oh. Talk to us a little bit about uh, working with, with Chuck on these two tracks. Oh, yes. Uh, of course, when we worked for the studio album, it's a different thing, but especially when I thought about inviting him for the live show, I wanted to uh, him to have a Space for him to play really deeply yeah. because he's great, great artist, great player. So and uh, the, this song "Courageous," I was uh, actually um, like uh, last year. Actually, when I had a opportunity to do show with Aldimiola, I made uh, this special version including a difficult ending. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And since then, I was enjoying uh, playing this song for my set with my band. And this time, we invited Chuck and uh, just made a special edition. And uh, just uh, so much passion and uh, so much... Uh, yeah, I mean, um, this, is, this track became really strong track in the, this album. You know, Chuck mentions in the DVD that you uh, recorded together at his home studio in mm. New York City. And um, tell us about working with with Chuck. I mean, I know you guys have have had a, a pretty lengthy relationship. You've worked with you've done uh, you you guys have worked on other projects together as well, right? Um, that was the first time I'm working with Chuck 
for the album recording. Mm-hmm. And of course, I knew he is great player, great artist, and a uh, sweet person. But uh, um, well, um, this before recording, the uh, record company uh, president recommended him for uh, me to work with. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, uh, uh, my friend, the forehand partner, legendary Bob Jane, mm-hmm. he introduced me to Chuck way before. And even before he joining to folk play, Bob James asked me, can you guess who is coming to my band? And I said, maybe Chuck Love. And it was right. Oh, <laughs> so wow. and, uh, when we started uh, communicating and uh, some song we exchanged and collaborate together, and he was amazing producer mm-hmm. and uh, amazing person and great, of course, Great guitarist. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I had so much fun to work with him, and he was his family and his uh, uh, dog and cat. They were our assistant, <laughs> and it was a memorable recording in New York. I commute from New York City by and uh, to his uh, hometown by train every morning, and we worked hard, and also invited Willie to studio, and it was a great time. Well, hey, uh, Keiko and Eddie, I think it's a good time for us to take a quick break, and uh, let's play some music. And I want to play a track from this new album, Keiko, live in Tokyo. And this is a track called Stingo, from our guest today, Keiko Matsui, on Inside Music Cast.
on the really rich ballad affirmation, Kirk Whalem, you know, really adds, mm-hmm. you know, his amazing technique to the track. Have, have you worked with Kirk much before this project? Actually, first time I, of course, I knew Kirk for a long time. And, yeah. uh, but first time I invited him to the studio recording was for the affirmation, the song, mm-hmm. which was on the road, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And when I, before I started recording, of course, when I received this melody affirmation, immediately I thought about, okay, this is for Kirk. I mean, I imagined only Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that time, first time I invited him to play it on, and he nailed the song. And of course, for the live show, and he has, I mean, a speech or spiritually and musically, it is wonderful. Always, mm-hmm. he gave me. He's yeah. just—he's just a wonderful person altogether. He's just such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. had him on a while ago, and yes. we need to get him on the show again. But uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, Keiko, I'm—I'm I'm curious uh, how you sometimes on your, like on your live performance, and probably mm-hmm. on your different your shows around the world when you travel. Um, there's some tracks that you choose to use the, of course, your Yamaha Grand, the acoustic Grand. And then, of mm-hmm. course, there's times that you use the, the Yamaha Motif uh, for your mm-hmm. patches and, and slightly different sounds. Um, we have a lot of keyboardists that, that listen to the podcast, and, and I'm sure they, they, are, they use different types of keyboards also. But how do mm-hmm. you, on, on your tracks or your, your compositions, how do you vary from deciding what do you use acoustic and another one uh, and a motif that might even have a piano sound? How do you select that? Uh-huh. Yes, um, basically for the album, I use acoustic piano, and I love expressing uh, through the piano. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, certain song, I use a MIDI piano kind of song. Yeah. And uh, of course, the surface is uh, like Yamaha motif, but I use some co- sound from computer. And uh, so like uh, Bridge Over the Stars or Safari, yep. and uh, with the band and the more contemporary song, I... Uh, intentionally choose the electric keyboard sound. Interesting. And uh, because of the um, the theater, sometimes theater or situation, it is hard to cut through piano sound and uh, merging to loud band. <laughs> it's good, so I chose that. Or sometimes I need, I would like to add some colors, yeah. flavors mm-hmm. to it. Then I combine with a uh, synthesizer sound. Yeah. Well, speaking about the sound colors that you're describing, um, mm-hmm. when you when you're in the studio or when you're playing, uh, do you have certain favorite uh, sound libraries that you're you're using uh, and that you load up into your computer or, or on the cloud base? Uh, what what libraries are are your favorites? They offer so many sounds these days. Uh, well, uh, recently because of uh, I'm trying to make it to the, my system simpler, mm-hmm. especially for the live show. So I am um, uh, start using uh, the Yamaha Motif XF8, mm-hmm. which has more uh, deeper and richer sampling sound in it. Wonderful. And uh, for the recording, I am rely on to the arranger or producer, so I'm not really uh, carrying my sound. Yeah. Okay, that's mm-hmm. wonderful. 
Well, Keiko, I just I mentioned a minute ago that I didn't I did not get to see you play in San Diego, but when uh, when I was sent the when Eddie and I received the DVD, I, I got to watch it, and uh, I just loved watching you play because you, oh. you you pour so much passion and heart into your performance, and it's just a real pleasure watching you play because I can just tell you're when you start to play, I can tell you're just gone that you're just so into the music that you probably don't even see the audience, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but uh, that's true. Like <laughs> when I'm really with the music, mm-hmm. I I'm not thinking anything, and I just uh, just into the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just when I turn to facing to the the audience, and I saw audience happy face, and they gave me uh, energy and uh, sure. happiness. So I have been recharging and traveling. <laughs> so fortunate, I feel. <laughs> this is this is a little mm-hmm. bit this is a little bit off topic, but I recently saw a tweet from your Twitter account that informed your fans about a concert at the uh, Aratani Theater at the Japanese yeah. American Cultural and Community Center in Los Angeles that included you, uh, one of our past guests, Carlitos Del Puerto on bass. You had drummer uh, Jimmy Branley and cellist Cameron Stone, and this was, uh, I think, as you described, a special performance featuring these incredible musicians. And and from what I understand, you were performing uh, new acoustic arrangements of your music. And I just wanted to know more about that performance. I think it just happened recently, right? Hmm. <laughs> yes, this is for me a new project. And uh, actually, I did this acoustic band so. Only in Japan, Japan tour, I did this June. Mm-hmm. And now uh, that Aratani Theater's uh, last Friday show was uh, kind of launch, like debut uh, of my acoustic band in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So it was a very exciting uh, project. And um, this one is, um, of course, Caritas, their Prayer and uh, Jimmy Brownlee, they are from Cuba. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, be- because of... Uh, because of again Bob of James, I went to I was in Japan that time and I went to see uh, say hi to Bob Bob because Bob was playing at the Bruno Tokyo. So I said I went there. Then I saw Caritas on the stage with Bob uh-huh. and just uh, I felt mm, this sounds great. Yeah. And I asked him, "Can I have your number?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the beginning, but. I was thinking to do this acoustic band after I completed and released this live album. I felt this electric band I really completed. Mm-hmm. And now I feel, okay, new crest. Wow. And this is the time um, I am still, I am uh, um, delivering my music, my composition, but in different form, which is uh, with acoustic bass and uh Percussion drums, basically, and I invited cell player too. But uh, it is so different. But uh, my melodies, and uh, it is really interesting and passionate. So different project, and uh, and for this, I'm playing more um, like uh, acoustic piano. Mm-hmm. I saw, I think, a clip of of the performance on on YouTube. It was like a something you put together, and, and I saw just a clip of it, and it sounded really, really nice. And I, I guess my question is, is will you tour with this group, and uh, will will people mm-hmm. around the States have an opportunity to hear you play with, with, uh, with Carlitos and uh, Jimmy and mm-hmm. Cameron? Yes. So this is the first time I'm talking about this, but <laughs> I am going to start tour from February 13, 14, from San Diego. Oh, okay. 
back in San yeah. Diego on Valentine's Day. I'll have to go back out there. No, you won't get a <laughs> ticket because you're not going to get a ticket because it's going to be sold out. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> After that, I go sometimes to Oakland, Yosis, and Las Vegas. Then April, we do Box Jazz Festival and uh, Virginia, DC, and DC, and many different places. And in New York, B King. So we- I'm excited to bring this new new form to everyone. Wonderful. Well, at Keiko, if you don't mind, let's take one more break uh, because there's one more track I'd love to play from uh, this album, Keiko, live in Tokyo. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> and this is a track called A Night with Cha-Cha from our guest today, Keiko Matsui on Inside Music Cast.
Now, Keiko, you're, you're going to, it sounds like you do a lot of uh, uh, concerts on the coasts, and uh, you're missing a lot of great jazz lovers here in the middle of the country. <laughs> mm, I, go. I want to go. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe some way we can get you to come to our city and play. That's <laughs> yes, I hope so. Hey, Keiko, this is a great project uh, that you've released, and uh, it, it's called uh, Keiko Live in Tokyo. We encourage mm-hmm. everybody who's listening to to get your hands on this DVD project. If you're a jazzer, if you love uh, smooth jazz, and you, you especially love incredible uh, musicianship, uh, mm-hmm. this Keiko has invited Chuck Loeb and uh, uh, Kirk Whalem to on this project mm-hmm. as contributors, and you're going to love it. So, Keiko, tell us where they can get uh, uh, this project. Um, you can visit my website, keikomasi.com. Okay. And uh, we are doing special, we are going to announce <laughs> special um, special sale for the Christmas holiday season time. Yeah. And uh, for autograph DVD CD. Yep. And, uh, and uh, also, if you can visit my show next year, then it will be there. Okay. And I really hope that this captures the most current me. And uh, also, uh, additional to that, there is a road movie and uh, behind the scene, which you can usually you don't see. And uh, I have been doing some charity work in Peru and uh, traveling uh, many different parts of the world. And you can uh, sneak peek those uh, scenery too Wonderful. from the extra movie. I think you should make an app, Keiko, that's called Where in the World is Keiko? I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would buy that app. Because you are all over the place. It's it's hard to keep track of where you're going to be. <laughs> well, hey, before we before we go, I want to uh, thank uh, Rob Evanoff at 1888 Media for helping us uh, set up this chat with you today, Keiko. He's he's been great to uh, work with. Oh yeah, great. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. All right, Keiko. Thanks. Happy holidays to you, and uh, uh, we mm-hmm. hope to talk to you again sometime in the future. Okay, hope so. Happy Halloween. Uh, happy, not Halloween. Happy holiday. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Happy something. <laughs> please join us uh, for the Valentine in San Diego. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> thank yeah. you, love. Bye-bye. Thanks, Keiko. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. 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 Special thanks to Keiko Matsui for joining us on this episode of Inside Music Cast. We'd also like to thank our correspondents, Kim Riley, Brian Pearson, Scott Gross, Mikhail Ingstrom, Loretta Sassaman, Scott Sheriff, Don Brightup, and Mats Unilon for their continued support and content development for Inside Music Cast. Inside Music Cast is powered by Cabello Associates and Earshot Audio Post. For information about becoming a sponsor and sharing your message with thousands of music fans around the world, please visit InsideMusicCast.com for contact information. For Eddie Cabello, I'm Rick Such. Thanks for listening to Inside Music Cast.